When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, did I make it in time so you didn't hear that crack on the air? No, yep. you did not. Nixie. I didn't think I did. Yeah, Alex bought this for me. Black cherry lime Nixie sparkling Nixie. water. Dang away. Nixie Russell? Nixie Russell, baby. God, I miss Nipsey Russell. Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle. Well, no, you you don't know who Nipsey Russell is, do you? A little before both of our yep. times. Yep. Nope. I'm familiar with Nipsey Hussle, who now I realize his name is probably just a play off of words of yes, Nipsey is. Russell. Yes, Nipsey Russell was a African American comedian back in the 50s and 60s. Really funny. Wasn't See, your he, dog named after him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was dog like, after him. Nipsey we had Russell. Nipsey Russell and we had Cassie Russell. Cassie yeah. Russell being a baseball player, right? Basketball. Basketball player, whatever sport it was. What a great, you know, I, Andy, you can jump in because we were talking about this a little bit and you're the same age group. Why do you think it is that my age group went back a hundred years and learned all about music and comedy and all the rest of it, but nowadays you you people don't do that? Is that because of the internet and there's so many things to learn now? Yes. You just don't have time. I mean, when you were a kid, how many gigantic like megastars were there? Like five? There weren't many. And now there's every other week, it's like, here's this new uh, person popped up on YouTube with a billion subscribers. I know. You better go care about them. That just didn't happen before. No, it did not happen before. So, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. But but also, I did it when I was a kid because of, of the history of the thing. How did it happen? Why did it happen? You know, how did they get so big? I think that's maybe because I knew from the time I was about 8, 9, 10 years old that I wanted to be... Well, I knew I wanted to be a disc jockey by the time I was 15. That I knew. I was like, I'm going to be a radio announcer. That's what I'm going to do. So that was a big interest to you as mm-hmm. the music industry always was like. Always, yeah. Because I get that way about <clears throat> random things. I wouldn't say I get particularly obsessive about like the origins of pop stars. But yeah. I will, like the other day when we were talking about Florida's invasive species, after the show, I spent maybe 20, well, after Gogo went and took her down for a nap, I spent like 20 minutes Looking into, is it pythons or was it... Uh, right, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Burmese pythons. Yeah, yeah. No, but I was at the time debating between two, so then I had to get to know. And then I got really mm. obsessive about every... You know what I mean? Like, So I get what you're saying, but I think it's just not universally... And, and the internet has a big part of it is like, it's not universally the only option is to look up, you know... Pop stars and yeah, it's music. like if I want a new artist, there's a new artist every month that I can look right. into. I don't have to yeah. go back. Yeah. But I loved studying the history of things. How did comedy, how did stand-up comedy develop? Yeah. I love to find out how that happened. Yeah. And most people don't care about that kind of stuff. I mm. think everyone just has different things they get obsessive mm. about. Like, and yeah. and today, people are more focused on finding the next big thing. Mm. Like, yeah. I want to be ahead of the curve. Oh, you're listening to that artist? Well, I heard his song two yeah. months ago. Do you know this new person? Yeah, I'm putting you on to something new that you haven't heard of. That's more of the intrigue now. I liked it before it was cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really? I'm, so you're trying to impress people with how that you know how ahead things? of things you are? Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. I want you. Everybody wants to be ahead of the time. So, yeah. oh, I found this new artist. Like I remember during the pandemic, I was listening to this artist. His name is Blast, and he was very small at the time, and now he's blown up. And so it is cool to say, like, oh, I was kind of ahead of the time and mm-hmm. was listening to this artist before all of every, the rest of the right. country found out about it. Right. See, I know things like Albert Brooks. You know who Albert Brooks is? Yes. Nope. Brilliant comedian. 
He's not around dead anymore for much. quite a while, I Albert believe. Albert Brooks is not dead. He's not? I don't think so. Oh, no, he's, you're right. He's not. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was. I don't know if he works much anymore. He's one of the, the members of that very, very famous comedy family. Um, yeah, he has... He was the voice in um, Nemo's dad. Yep. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, he doesn't like, really do a whole lot anymore, no. No, he, he hasn't for quite a while. He was very, very funny because uh, his father was a stand-up comedian. And you know what his father's name was? Hmm. And you can look this up, Andy. It's either his father or his grandfather. I can't remember. I think it was his father. But he was a stand-up comedian in vaudeville. So that would have, would that have been his father or his grandfather? That's a great question. Uh, let's see. Wow, yeah. He was born That's in 47. The the Albert Brooks was, so it could be either. Okay, Andy. It's what? not his real name. No, it's not his real name. It's a phenomenal name, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was his father. It was his father, did stand-up comedy, and what was his name, Andy? Park your carcass. Park your carcass. <laughs> you know what park your carcass even means? Like sit, sit your, your body down? down? Yeah, yeah, sit down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. Yeah, comedian named Park Your Carcass. Well, his <laughs> real name was Harry Einstein. So. Yeah, Harry Einstein was his real name. Yeah, Albert Einstein Not much yeah. is uh, Albert Brooks's real name. That's exactly right. And Yeah, Dave, Albert Einstein is Albert Brooks's real it's name. It's his real name. And his, Dave Einstein's his brother who used to be Super Dave. Well, Super was, Dave Osborne. This guy has an interesting family tree. Oh, God, their family was very talented. I think his brother is dead, Andy. I think maybe. Uh, his brother being Bob or <coughs> Charles. Um, he has two brothers. Well, he has a brother and a half brother, Bob and Charles. Uh, neither seem. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, yes, Bob. Bob was Super Dave. Yeah, but is he and dead? He is. He's been dead for four years. That's what I thought. I thought that Super Dave Osborne died, and I don't. I didn't remember what did it say what, how he died. Let's see here. Some, leukemia. Yeah. Oh. Some sort of cancer, it says on Wikipedia, but I guess <clears throat> if it's leukemia, it's leukemia. You know what I really it's love about unusual that? Unusual at 76. See, the reason I even know things like that is you wonder, let's say they're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, you got Parkia Carcass, you got Super Dave Osborne, you got Albert Einstein, who's now ever. Can you imagine no. the yammering and joke telling that happened at that Thanksgiving table? Sounds exhausting, but mm. very fun. Oh my God, I think well, that would be so I wonder if families like that are just like super Chill. bland yeah. at home. Because well, they're maybe. just like, you know, they do riffing mm-hmm. all day. And they get home, they're just like, okay, if yeah, I hear you, one more joke. Yeah, you just got to turn it off. Or a lot of times comedians are more reserved and laid back because, yeah, you, when I go on stage, yeah. you have yep. to yep. be on and entertain. And, yeah, you just want to be quiet. Like Steve-O was that way. I expected him to be oh, yeah, off we had the him on rails the air, all the time. Yeah, yeah. like Didn't 10 years ago. Yeah, no, he was quite reserved. Or it's was. like um, Rob Schneider we had on. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, philosophizing the entire time. And I was expecting him to be, like, you know, Mr. Wacky. But yeah, he's got a big uh, special out right now. I think it's I think it runs on Fox News or something. Hmm. It's America Woke or Woke America or I don't know what the hell it's called. But yeah, he was in the studio. I used to talk to him all the time, as a matter of fact. But I haven't talked to him in years now. Woke up in America. Woke up in America. Okay, that's what it is. But it's just um, I don't know. Growing up in a family of comedians, that's got to be a hell of a way to grow up. Do you think? Mm, I can't imagine. Because when you all. <laughs> Was that a personal shot? Say <laughs> my dad was not funny. No, my dad's not funny in the don't least. Know if you so qualify <laughs> as a comedian? No, I do not qualify as a comedian. You're absolutely right about we're that. We're on-air talent, not comedians. What's well, not? We're not even on air I anymore. Would, I we're, wouldn't even call ourselves talent. And talent is we're just on air. Stretch voices. What do you do? Uh, we're on air, but we're not really on air. We're just out there on the internet. When anybody asks, when anyone that's true, yeah. When anybody asks me like what I do, I'll say, yeah, I work in radio. And then if they go, you know, what do you, what do, you do in radio? I'll just literally say, oh, I'm on air. Because otherwise anything else sounds insane. You don't say, oh, I'm a personality. Oh, I hate it when people do that. Because I'm none of that. I'm a radio personality. Oh, are you? Okay. I uh, sit and laugh in a mic and sometimes I get paid. It's nice. <laughs> No, actually, too much. Hubbard's pretty lucky because, in general, I've met everybody, but the radio announcers they do have seem to be very friendly. I love, I love working for Hubbard. I love going mm-hmm. in that building. I'm always get really excited. Everyone who works there it seems very nice. it's just yeah, it's 
Yeah. That's unusual because, you know, a lot of places, everybody in the building is an asshole. Um, I'm in, I'm uh, working there a little bit this week, and the security guard keeps track of how often I forget my Which one? ID card. Uh, he's a gentleman in the back. Oh, it's the it's man It's not Alice downstairs. or Candy that you know. Well, oh, I yeah. love those two. They're just the greatest. So I well, get really excited. Now. So what do you do when you go over there? What do you mean, like? You do a show, or what do you do? Yeah, I'll what jump. You do? Yeah, like I fill in for either Lori or Julia, whoever's gone. So do the ratings plummet? Yeah. I knew it. Pretty badly. <laughs> Pretty badly. When are they going to put you on one of those My Talk uh, billboards around town? Yeah, uh, there I think you go. Step one, uh, step it up, Brittany. And then step two, billboard. Okay. So. What do you mean, step it up, Brittany? What's that? Like, I got to be better overall. You got to be better at Well, so there's never going to be a billboard. There might be, never be a billboard. Saying? Maybe my mom will buy one for me that just says, my girl, instead of my talk. And it'll be me going, yep. thumbs up. Why did they have to steal my name for their call letters? My talk? Yeah. Is What? You don't know what their call letters are at my talk? Wow, and you I'm guessing it'll be KTLM? KTLK, isn't it? No. No, it's KTMY. Yeah, K Tommy. Yeah, it's a stretch. No, it's, it's not a stretch. It's amazing how name. much stuff he can revert back to, to himself. himself. Yeah. I, what are you talking about? K Tommy. K Tommy? How? K Timmy. It could be K Timmy. Yep. K Tommy. It could be K Timmy. I'm actually glad Andy <laughs> said that. It could be. Actually, I said that. K Tammy, K Timmy. There you go. K Thumb. It could be. TMY is thumb. Just throw some extra letters. This is we're why throwing, she said she needs to step We're throwing extra up. letters in there anyway. She does need to step it up, doesn't she? Let's step it up. Where do you get thumb from oh. KTMY? Okay, I'm just not throwing the what? Thummy? You want to throw? I'm just saying you could or throw is it in. W at WTMY. It's K. K. What oh, is KTMY? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tommy. See, they stole it. We're talk. It's no, fun. And somehow it's based on my talk. It should be KMYT then. Shouldn't it? They can't always grab certain things. They yeah, have to true. kind of work around it, and they can only use uh, certain yeah, letters. KMYT is in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, remember when I once said where talk is fun, and Tevin got really offended because he thought I was saying that it's not fun to talk here, and you were like, that's their catchphrase. Yeah. I was trying to defend the show, <laughs> and <laughs> everybody decided. just turned on me. It's so fun, though, because I feel like I get to laugh here, and I get to laugh there, and I go, I still can't believe, don't tell Hubbard, I still can't believe that they're like, yeah, you can do this, we'll, let, we'll pay you to do this. But that's a much more political station, though. No. Oh, the hell it's not. All they ever talk is about that far-left crap. Not when I'm on LoJ. <laughs> What's LoJ? Lori and Julia. Oh, it's called LoJ, is it? Yeah. Let's see, we can call it... My Tommy over here is no. picking out... <laughs> How about... <laughs> T. Andy. We can go Tevin and Andy. That's T. Andy. I was working with T. Ann. Why can't I be in there? Because you're already at... What's I'm not... It, was it? It, it, if they had a B, could oh. I be low job? Well, wouldn't it be blow J? <laughs> oh, God. Go. I don't think we that want that. That wouldn't be good, necessarily, to go listen, with that one, but... Listen, I don't ask for a lot, but if you make a cute little name for our show, for our group, and I'm not involved, I will be heartbroken. Right. Why? So it'd be T N. It'd be T E A N. Britandy. Britavandy. Britavandy. There I, you go. Perfect. We can, really work, we can work. Rolls right off we can work. Tom well, and the Danettes or whatever. I'm okay with being last. Like, let me make that clear. Like, I just want to be in the name. So. You know, it's really hilarious, and I, I don't care anything about that stuff. And you know, some people do. But I just love the fact that every time I listen to that radio station, whether it's a man, a woman, whatever, mostly the men, though. You know, I was talking to my husband. Yeah, I know you're gay. You don't have to always bring it up. <laughs> they bring it up like every break. That's I, fine. You're gay. Good for you. I'm happy for you. I mean, okay, so I, you're talking, I, there's only one person who has, a, I know you're talking about, but. I think it's more because this is what I do. I'll say my husband over and over because, well, like instead of saying Justin, because people don't always know who Justin Mm -hmm. is. So I feel like I fall for this a lot too, where I, you'll people be like, you said my husband like five times Mm -hmm. and it's just quicker. Just in case like someone's listening who doesn't know who Justin is. You don't do that here. I'll say. No, you say Justin a lot. You You don't really say say Justin here. here. Yeah, you're right. I wonder why you do that. Maybe because we're more familiar. I don't know. Yeah, because we've known each other a long time. I'll, I'll just say like Melissa and Ethan, and if they don't know who it is, then tough they titty. Can That's a really good out. point. Right. If you, and he's like, if you don't know who I'm talking about, you don't deserve exactly. it. Get away from me. Listen to more of the show. Lurk more. I didn't think I treated podcasting and radio different, and except that point kind of blew my mind. Because you're right. It, I always say totally Justin different. here. Mm. 
Podcasting and radio is completely oh, different. Podcasting is just such a more deliberate audience. Yes. You can assume that they know more about what you're talking about, and you're usually going to be right. So do you think my brain automatically did that, or is it just the close quarters, or is it that I'm talking to Tom you know, and you guys? You're talking to people yeah. who you've known for years and yeah. years, yeah. That's yeah, probably it. If it makes you feel like more comfortable, next time you say Justin while you go, who? Thank you. Yeah. My Ooh. husband. Who's that? Who's I'm this? married. When I'm talking t- on the air, I'm not I'm thinking like, oh, I'm talking to an audience right now. I'm oh, talking no. as if right. I'm talking to the three of you. Yeah. Same. And there just, you know, happens to be a microphone. Yeah. No, oftentimes I have to remind myself that there's people listening and I probably shouldn't say the first thought that comes <laughs> to my mind. We've yeah, been reminded. You know, it. it makes for better radio, more conversational radio when you talk like that rather than like, oh, I'm talking to an audience. I have to entertain right. this audience. Yeah, true. So maybe the person who says the my husband stuff is thinking more. No, it's not just one person. It's like almost everybody. Like, but maybe we're thinking more radio wise and thinking people could be jumping in their cars for the first time and turning that on. I guess, yeah. Because I say my husband all the time on... Oh, you do? Yeah, in my talk, for sure. And I suppose you're probably right, because if you listen to a podcast, you do it intentionally. Just like Mm -hmm. Andy was saying, it's like a well-known base. Yeah, and I mean, you hop in your car if the radio's already on. Yeah. You know, unless you hear something you don't like to change the channel. Yeah, you're right. It's just an automatic deal. But, I, I mean, it's just... What's the... Actually, everybody I've met, I got to be very honest with you. Everybody I've met over there so far has been very, very nice. Yeah. Except for you. Of course. The only one who isn't. But no, they've all been very, very pleasant, which I really like. You know I, what I mean? They are lovely there. They love you. It's funny. Lovely. There, it's a. Yeah, you have to go to the Christmas party. Well, same thing. I've not met the one guy. I've met everybody else at at KS ninety five except for the one. Is he the program director and the morning guy? Oh, is that the same person? I've met him. Uh, he's I've never met funny. Him. He walks very aggressively in the hallways, and I like to he like, walks aggressively. So I like to give him a hard time and try to like start a conversation with him when I can see he's in a hurry. Mm, um, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I don't see their morning show that often, but they're they're very very nice. And then I see Hutch and Stacy all the time. And Hutch and Stacy very nice too. So they funny, are. like. Crisco's a great guy. Crisco's amazing. They're all. Crisco's a very nice guy. Well, everybody over there is. They're really nice. Uh, their studios are far nicer than my talks, and. Oh, are they? Yeah, they have candy sitting out, and I like to go in there and steal some. Well, it's so know. weird because when Nap and Donuts were there, that's now like a sales office, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think it's a ra- the radio stations there. The radio station's still there, but it's not where it used to be. The studios. Yeah, I don't even know which area you're talking about. When you used to walk through the front door, mm-hmm. you go down that immediate hall, yeah. the first thing you'd run into is the door to KS95. On the right, yeah. On the right. Yep, and then my talk's on the left. Okay, well, that that's what, when you took that right, the Studio A was right there by the front door. Oh, yeah. wow. And now it's like a sales office or something. They upgraded all the studios at, um, at KS and... Yeah. It feels inappropriate to stand in there if you're not part of their group now. I feel One thing weird. I used to love going, because when Chuck Knapp was the program director over there, I used to go fill in once in a while. And my name was Chuck Thomas because we put his name and my name together and made Chuck Thomas. Really? So that's good. But I would fill in. But every time I was on, I would get calls from Kim Jeffries just being very nice to me. She was very sweet to me. Do you know what's funny is I joined radio, I think, right after the you have to change your name thing. And so... Oh, really? Yeah, because everyone before me had different names. They're like, oh, yeah, my name is this, but I'm actually this. And the call sign or whatever? It it was anybody. Like, even like Lisa Miller, she switched up her last name a little bit. Really? Yeah, but like, I think they were all told to everybody, everybody I worked with, that wasn't their first actual first name. And then me and my friend Allie started radio about the same time, and we were both. We never got told to change our name, so we just never did. I think it's seen as cheesy these days. Probably, yeah. It's funny to find out with somebody you think, especially if they have, like, a very basic name. Like, there's uh, the 93X guy. Uh, Nick is actually Dave. Like, what's the difference? In (laughs) my mind, Nick and Dave is the most... Oh, yeah, it's Dave... Something, but we don't don't remember the name. But either way, like... That's like interchangeable in my mind. Sorry, like 
I know. Nick it's not going to make you any more memorable. Yeah, if you're going to a... change your name, you need something that's ironic and so clearly fake. <laughs> like, yo, we're not calling you Mad Dog Johnson 67. Yeah, it's like Crisco is obviously right. his given name isn't Crisco. Yeah. His parents no, didn't his name, name him. No, his name is not Crisco. No, that's after true. After yeah. Great guy, Margarine though. or whatever Crisco yeah, is. It's Crisco's just a really nice guy. Super fun. He's great. But it's just very funny. That Nick and Dave one always got me because I was like... You could be either. It's not your name. It's, it's like I changed my name from the eighth most popular name to the ninth most popular <laughs> name. <laughs> like, exactly. It'd be like if Andy was like, that's it. I'm not going to be I'm Andy Fred anymore. Now. I'm Fred. Well, yeah. That w- Although Fred is, you never hear anyone yeah, under the age of 70 say. named Fred. Like. That'd be weird. I don't, like Abner. Brian. Brian would be oh, a Brian. Andy or Brian. Yeah, there you go. Same name to me. Brian okay. Bernard. Yeah, Brian Bernard. There you go. Um, best radio name I ever heard. I believe he worked in New York City. Maybe Philadelphia. <laughs> And I never did find out what his name is. Maybe you could look this up, but I don't know how to, you'd even spell it. I think it's just G-E-T-E-R, I think. His name on the radio, because I was Catman. Yeah. You know, I remember that. But his name on the radio was The Geeter with the Heater. Ah! What do you think of that name? Yeah, Jerry Blavat is his real name. Jerry Blavat is The Geeter with the Heater? Or was, because he died earlier this year. Oh, he did. The Geeter died. The Geeter with the heater and the Big Boss with the hot sauce. With the hot sauce. Big Boss with the hot sauce. Geeter with the heater and the Big Boss with the hot sauce. He died? Yep. He, well, he was been... 82, so oh, was know, he not really? a bad run. No, that's true. I loved him. He was, you're listening to the Geeter with the heater, the boss with the hot sauce, the man with the plan. He would just go <laughs> on and on. He was half Jewish and half Italian, and he was uh, investigated for mob ties multiple times. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. I love that. Of so course, much. it's Tom's idol. <laughs> was that New York, Andy? Uh, Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia. Okay, he was born and died there. So, God, uh, he was so good. He would go on, and I mean, he just didn't want to have Geeter with the heater, the boss with the hot sauce. I mean, he had like ten of them that he could yeah. do at once. So, when you would jump on air, would you have a bunch of this content written out for you to go? Never. Are you would just go off the top of your head? I always just. Ad-libbed the whole damn thing because it was crazier that way, I guess. And it was insane. My favorite of all time when I was Catman at fifteen hundred KSTP. Yeah. I turn around and I and there's Wolfman Jack. Oh. I'm standing there and I'm looking at Wolfman Jack. Chuck Knapp had brought him into the studios, and I I hop off because there's a song playing all the rest of it. I go, Oh my God, is it really you? He goes, Catman, you're stealing my act, but that's all right. <laughs> It's the sincerest form of flattery, you know. Yes, it's the sincerest form of flattery. See, that's a nice little lesson about radio and how where it came from and where it's going. I love it. Indeed, it's all true. i got to read this now because it's time to read it because actually I'm a couple minutes late. But. We won't tell. The Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th, and you can see them with me and Catherine in our suite to enter, just go to the Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810-910-1010. And Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com, and you will win. Uh, today's qualifier name for the See the Eagles in My Suite is William Vrenikar of Coon Rapids. William Vrenikar. Email us back by midnight tonight, contest at TomBernardShow.com. The winner from yesterday, Tuesday, John O'Byrne of Richmond, Minnesota, will join me and Catherine in our suite to see the Eagles at XL on November 18th. William Vranikar of Coon Rapids. William Vranikar, email us at by midnight tonight, contest at TomBernardShow.com. Every one of you have responded to that. Every one of you have called in, so thank you so much for your support of the show, and we'll have a great time seeing the Eagles in any case. So it's uh, midnight tonight's tonight, huh? Yeah. Get it in. That's sorry. I don't know why I said it like that. Get it in before midnight. Get, Get it, it in, in before the <clears throat> clock strikes. Ding, ding. I was trying to rhyme. Didn't work. Gotta go. Wait a second. What? I think she's having another episode. <laughs> another problem. A stroke? Yeah. Guys, I just... I'm trying to do the radio thing. Thank you, and, uh, Andy. Yeah, I know, I know what you're trying to do. Slash Brian. Right. Yes. <laughs> don't be like Cinderella and get your name. See, you want to do it. Right. Yeah, you exactly. want to come along. Before your carriage turns to a pumpkin. Oh, my God. Listen to that. <laughs> it is, that's the radio we grew up with. Yeah. The people just talking like that for God knows what reason. <laughs> like, what do you mean necessarily? Like, you mean with a, that big deal? No, just right. like, just, well, it's like the... weirdly purple prose. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just like really? metaphors that don't make any real yes. sense. <laughs> and my and my normal voice is like this. But now when I get on radio, mm-hmm. we've got a big radio voice. And we're gonna oh, yeah, everyone sure had a radio you, voice. Before the clock strikes midnight, make it tight. Email us tonight. There you go. One of my favorites There's also. tagline. 1500 KSTP Afternoon Drive. Machine Gun Kelly. Right. That's a good name. He would just bark it out, man. He was a, he. That guy was legendary. He ended up KHJ in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a machine, machine gun. gun, all right. No, you mean the oh, rapper. Machine gun. What? Oh, well, I knew machine you were going to do that Kelly. to him. Oh, there's That's been about 15 of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like 15 Machine Gun Kelly rappers. What yeah. the hell? Is, he's married to somebody famous, isn't he? Yeah. Megan Fox. Megan, he's married to Megan Fox? Don't get, so. j- don't get Tom started with Megan Fox and her thumbs. He will go on. She got some big old hands. He was never married to her. Oh, they're not together oh, they're not, anymore? No. I no. don't So think. they got engaged, and then they uh, had a very, very uh, public breakup, and then they just got back together like two months ago, mm-hmm. and they were just seen out. She was at his concert like a week ago. Oh, so Gosh, those kids are back together. She must really love him if she's at a Machine Gun Kelly concert, because that is not a fun place to be. I no? bet not. No, his music... I shouldn't say it's terrible. terrible, but he's not as good as he was. Is he a was. rapper? Yeah, he tries to be. He's kind of a swooner. Like he, no, he's Machine Gun Kelly. No, I mean, he swooner? like tries to like sing, and he's not a good singer, but he like I don't he kind of just I don't goes. Think I don't think you've heard a Machine Gun Kelly song before. Yeah, I have. There's like two that I find to be fun, but I know that he's not like very. We... No. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you. I, I, the words you're using to describe his music are not. It words feels that like Blink 182. No, Blink 182. No, not at all. For he, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, we should. Maybe it's different. Are we talking about the one married to Megan Fox? We're, We're talking about the guy that's all tatted up. That, yeah, yeah, same guy. Yeah, that's yeah. not his. All right, Blink we'll listen off on the break because close. I feel Unless like he's got some new stuff. Yeah, maybe that's what I only listen to like the ones where he tries to sing. Okay, because he looks go. like listening to his music. Would give you a heroin overdose. Yes. <laughs> His music is very aggressive. We have to take a break because we have the lovely and talented Kristen Burt joining us in just a couple minutes. Be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. 
I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss Program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. And please let them know that Tom sent you. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. What are you, landing an airplane? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, everybody. Kevin waved to me. Around. Britt waved to me. You did not wave to me. I gave you the finger. <laughs> it's okay. No, I didn't <laughs> do that either, actually. No, I was actually, the reason I didn't wave to you, I didn't wave to you now. The reason I didn't, I was reading something. Who's Patrick Dempsey? Ooh. The sexiest man alive. Yeah, he's picked the sexiest man alive for 2023. I don't know who that is. Would I know that him? That is McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't know who that is. It feels, honestly, though, it feels like it's about 10 to 12 years overdue. Like, it feels like it should have happened a long time ago at the height of his fame. Oh, so it, I think it says a, a lot about the kind of people who vote in these sexiest man alive things. Well, yeah. oh, don't really? vote. Okay, yeah. this, is, this is a little inside Uh-oh, they don't how vote. This happens. It's all so fixed. you get approached by the people, like, editorial team, if you are Patrick Dempsey. And they will go to your agent or your manager and say, what do you think? Would Patrick be interested? Because it is required that you do an interview and do a cover shoot for it. That's why so, I turned it down. Yeah. yeah. Call no. Save yeah. your cash. <laughs> like maybe next year but that's the thing so if they don't want to participate in that then they don't get the sexiest man alive cover and oftentimes it's done this year is kind of tough because no one can promote anything because of the strike mm. but normally uh, people will be like i've got a big movie come out coming out this is a good time to do sexiest man alive that type of situation so it winds up to be a promotional tool no i'm looking at his picture i do know him but i don't know where i know him from what would he have been in that i would have watched is he a movie star, TV star? What is he? He's been on Enchanted, Bridget Jones Diary. Nope, um, nope. Again, Sweet Home Alabama. Ooh, he was the husband. He was in Transformers. Nope. Oh, my God. Wow. Can't Buy Me Love back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. He was a teen star, too. I don't know if you would have watched any of these Yeah, movies. you're right. Well, you I... didn't watch any of Grey's Anatomy at all? No, God. No. Definitely not. Did Catherine ever watch it and you happen to just be sitting there? and No. But I've seen him before. Dempsey is pretty TV famous, I would say, for sure. And earlier in his career, he was movie famous. So he's never in like a cop show or anything like that? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's been in some stuff that I've never heard of. Looks like he was in Will and Grace. (laughs) Oh, that's where I know him from, is Will and Grace. Yep, you're absolutely right. He's always played uh, like the leading romantic. He's the romantic lead normally. So if you're not watching any type of rom-com or drama, Mm. you're probably not catching up. What is the difference between the handsomest man alive and the sexiest man alive? Great question. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how would I define that? Like I was like I was just trying to think like someone who's handsome but not sexy. Right. I don't it's I mean, weird. Yeah, cuz sexy, uh, I'll be very honest, 
Patrick Dempsey's very attractive. I mean, he, but I don't want to bang him, so. Well, I guess that's, that's, being very that's I guess that would be the difference between sexy and handsome. If you I want, if Brittany so. wants to bang you, sexy. You. If you know, not, he's nice, handsome. but I wouldn't want to smoke the peace pipe. Who would you make sexiest man alive, Brittany? Like Tom. 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 Well, that's what you said. That's what I ex- verbatim Smoke said. Smoke his peace pipe. That's, yeah, that's exactly what she said. <laughs> I thought he has a peace pipe. Yeah. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Sexiest Man Alive is Patrick Dempsey. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying to Britt, I'm like, who would you make your Sexiest Man Alive if you had control of the cover? Oh, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. Cause like the well, it's going to be Justin. Sexiest man alive. Oh, that's what I mean. Justin Arneson. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, For go. a half second, I forgot he existed. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, I'm playing tennis today, so I'm not wearing my wedding ring. Let's oh, blame it on that. That was the only thing keeping me from jumping everyone's bones, and now it's off, people. And he told me that he, he kicked you out of the house. I just called in just now. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with why I'm sleeping around. <laughs> That's I mean, Patrick sweet. Dempsey had his own infidelity scandals, oh, so did he? why not you, Britt? Yeah. Ooh. And who's he married he, to? Um, his wife is a former makeup artist, so not anyone you not would anyone know. Not anyone I would know. Okay. But they, uh, he very famously, very famously had an affair with a production assistant on the set of Grey's Anatomy, and it was um, alleged that his co-star Ellen Pompeo, who played opposite him, obviously mm-hmm. she plays Meredith Grey went and told his wife and oh, said God. it was going oh, on. God. And so they, oh, and they you know, and then to the point, like, like Sean, this is a Shonda Rhimes show. Shonda Rhimes is like, knock it off. You're setting a really bad example to everyone on set. They moved the production assistant to another one of the Shonda Rhimes productions, but the affair kept on going on. Mm-hmm. And Shonda's like, all right, if you F around, you'll find out. And they let him out of his contract. Yep. Really? Killed him off. Mm-hmm. They yep. killed him off. Yeah, we watched Grey's Anatomy for a little while. Uh, like about a year ago. I was going to say pandemic-y kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, a lot pandemic-y. of people got into it. really my thing. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Like, oh, it's a medical show, so you'd like it. And there are, you know, interesting medical parts. But the fact that there are two characters called McDreamy and McSteamy, yeah. I just like, what? it made me kind of, uh, yeah. very unhappy to watch Did, something like were that. Were you really into House? Yeah. I could see you being House so House is announced. one of my favorite shows. I could, Andy. And, which that. would make sense why you then didn't get into Grey's Anatomy, because Grey's Anatomy is just a soap opera yeah. That they all happen to be doctors. Pretty much, yeah. House is about the medicine. ER is about the... Dr- or, uh, Grey's Anatomy is about the drama. Mm-hmm. What's his name in House again? That guy was good. Gregory oh. House. Oh, Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie, yeah. So he was good. really, really good. And then the he had the one thing show. about Grey's Anatomy, like the first six or seven seasons when it had that core cast, mm-hmm. um, Catherine Heigl, and of course you had... Patrick Dempsey, Sandra O oh was on it. I mean, oh, that cast mm-hmm. was incredible. It was a great ensemble cast. Yeah, it was cast, really good then, for the first few years, I'll say. Yeah, and then they kind of all imploded. I know they had a lot yeah. of behind-the-scenes fighting. Oh, yeah. Well, aren't there like 25 seasons of that show? If you go to Priscilla Golden's house at any time that McKenna, her teenage daughter, is home, Grey's Anatomy will be on 24-7. It's like a waiting room yeah. show that is constantly on. McKenna, who is 15 years old, will constantly be watching Grey's Anatomy. It is insane. Uh, I've never seen it. Grey's Anatomy has had 19 seasons, and I believe it's still going. Yeah. Yes. It's still going. And Gen Z, has, as you were saying, like Gen Z has really latched onto it. It's kind of like friends in the office. During the pandemic, a lot of teens discovered it and are obsessed with it. And they're the ones keeping it going, I think, at this point. Yeah. I, I like how the uh, list of executive producers would take so long to read that I don't have enough time. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> Eventually, they can't give you more money. They just give you the exact producer title. title. Yeah, yeah there are more title. executive Debbie, producers. Debbie than Allen there are is producers. now the showrunner for Grey's Anatomy. Okay. There you have it. I need to shut my door. I can't stop coughing. That does happen. Uh, There's no question. Kristen, about it. what did you think of the Gen V season finale? I haven't watched it because I was away in Miami, so uh. I am waiting to uh, watch it this weekend. So. We'll have to take a pause on that, but I'm really excited. Okay, what are we talking about? uh, Gen V, a great show that Kristen put me on. He's told you about it like 80 times. The Strike, because I watched the finale, and it was was enjoyable. It was just like every other episode. 
but now I'm already ready for the next season. So I need this strike to be over so we can get the the process. Oh, rolling. you want it over? Oh, let's end yeah. it. Yeah. So I need you to just talk to whoever you need to talk to, Kristen. And I'll work my magic with the yeah. AI since that's what they're all arguing about right now. And you know that that's the one thing that really concerns me because they were just announcing some teasers for White Lotus season three, which has been another one of my favorite shows over the last couple of years. And Mike White, who is the showrunner, is like, we're not going to get we're not going to see this on the air until 2025. He's like, I'm writing it, but it's an ensemble cast. We're shooting in Thailand and it's going to be bigger. It's going to be longer. It's going to be more action packed. He's like, it's going to take a while for casting and to align everyone's calendars, because once production goes up and running, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a free for all with everyone, like trying to get cast or, or like rescheduling certain shoots. So I'm so disappointed. A lot of our favorite shows won't be around for another solid year, year and a half. So that thing is over. The strike. What's over? The, no, no, not the strike over. The, the talks are over. No, the talks are still ongoing. Oh, I thought they um, wouldn't talk they anymore. They went back to the table, even though it was best, last, and final. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I had heard, that it, this is the final offer. They called their bluff, and guess oh. what? They're still hashing it out, so they're going back to the table today. Okay, um, okay. So I guess it's like best, best last, and final-ish. So I went ahead and asked chat GBT uh, how to end the actor strike, and I would, who do you want me to send this list to? Because they've got <laughs> answers here. Um, I think you should send it to Bob Iger at okay. Disney because he's kind of the leader of the pack. Step one, there's a lot of steps, but step one, communication. No, of course. We didn't Ooh. think about that one. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Chad. I just like to imagine you emailing Bob Iger this list and he's like, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany Artisan. I mean, we should have talked. <laughs> yeah. I hear a list, first time, list, first also, time message. Also, it would be kind of ironic that AI helps solve the writers or the mm. strike. Oh, it's going to help solve it one way yeah. or another. All right. I suppose. Now, I have to ask you a question, Kristen, because I worked with Bob Iger for many years when they owned, they owned KQRS. Disney did. And he was great to work with. Is he not that great to work with anymore? What happened? The pandemic happened and people started talking online and having discussions. And I just think that there was a major shift. You know, Bob Iger exited. Mm-hmm. Bob Chapek came in. Terrible. Made a lot of unpopular decisions. Yep. And I, I think a lot of like Gen Z is probably going to change a lot of what corporate what life and corporate work looks like because they really don't want to do what boomers and Gen X and millennials have done, like go to the office oh, and, you mean work. and all of this. They don't and... want to work. I mean, let's be honest. Well, going to the say? office, you can work without going to the office. They don't want to work. But they, I... I mean, they also don't want to work, but right, it's true. You also don't have to go into the office anymore to do 80% of jobs, I would say. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had a particular entertainment editorial job that like they made me drive over an hour every day sitting in traffic and I could have done it from home and half the time I'd have to be you know on set or doing interviews and they would want me it's just like the bean counters they would want you to like go okay that person's at their desk that person's Mm -hmm. at their desk and my desk was halfway in the kitchen we had an open concept (laughs) I was right by the fridge I'm not kidding you and I'm like I'm supposed to be doing a phone interview with someone and I've got everyone screaming about coffee and the snacks from Costco and I finally just got to a point where I would say I'm the company doesn't exist anymore, so I can say this, but I'd be like, oh, I'm on set today. I can't go. And I would, like, just schedule all my interviews from my house because it was impossible to get any work done. And also, I bet you in that environment, you have all these outgoing people that are walking by you, conversations constantly. You're getting nothing done. I have a question. Yeah, and a lot it. of my job involves social media, and they'd be like, oh, so you're on Facebook again. And I'm like, no, I'm actually on the company's Facebook putting up your article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and oftentimes even just trying to write with the constant chaos or people like, hey, you have a meeting. Oh, excuse me. I just, I could get stay at home, write the article in an hour, where it would take me almost two and a half hours at the office. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I, I was, I think, the first guy that I know of anyway that started working from home doing a morning show. That was a while ago. That was so long ago. And people always t- talked about it like it was a secret. Oh, was, yeah. Man, it's 35 years ago. And it was so funny. So we'd give tours. I was an intern, and I was really good at tours. Oh, and, here we go. And they'd be like, they'd always go, is it true that Tom Bernard does the show from Florida? I said, no, 
not always. Sometimes he does it from Golden Valley, mm-hmm. and they think I was telling them this big secret. Oh, yeah. But I always thought it was interesting and fun. Like, I th- But it was like, they were like, oh, my God, you can't tell people he's working from home. And I'd be like, why? Why yeah. not? It because it's pre- cool. It was presented that way, because bringing comedians in, they'd uh-huh. be like, hey, tell them that Tom's not in studio, but don't make it a big deal, because yep. we don't want oh, people okay. to know. And I remember Jay Farrow came in one day, and the first words out of his mouth on air, Tom, you're not even in studio. And then everybody oh, like, oh, I love Jay Oh my Jay gosh, Farrow. I let him out the, the oh, we were, secrets out. We were told never to mention it, which is funny. Really? But, yes, because like. I didn't care. I always treated it like a fake secret. I'm like, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought it was so interesting because mm-hmm. you were the first person in my life to be doing everything from home. I don't think anybody else did, had done that before, had they? Kristen, do you know of? Um, Ryan Seacrest would be the only other person that oh. I would know. And oftentimes he was in a remote studio, yeah. like a mm, official yep. studio versus you working from home. So Right, yeah. Well, the reason back then that no one did it is because back then, in order to make it work, we had to install an ISDN line. Yeah. Yes, yep, those are right. not cheap that's or were true. not. I don't even know if they still exist anymore. But I don't think so. Yeah. It was uh, it's like hundreds of dollars a month just to get your voice over there sounding reasonably good. Yeah, it's very, very true. It was great. I just wanted to be around when Andy was born, and I wanted to be around. And then Alex was born a couple of years later, and and by then we, I was five, you know, three, four, five years into it, so nobody, nobody oh, you cared. Were, you were driving in, and when we lived in Dayton. Uh, yeah, that's true. Once in a while, well, it wasn't until we moved to Golden Valley, I think, that you. No, I did the show from the barn once in a while. I know that. Yeah, but full time, like when we moved yeah, to Golden full-time. Valley, you that's basically true. stopped going in entirely. And the great thing about the studio was even the studio was hidden. You had to go through through uh, this one room, uh, other room, to get into the studio. Just past the wine room, yeah. The wine room, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a wine, a bunch of It wine. was your own panic room. Yes, yeah, it was my yeah. panic room. That's exactly right. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I, 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 so people, a lot of people are working from home now. But the, bit, the biggest problem I have right now, and I'm not saying it's any particular generation, I think kind of the world is nobody ever finishes their work on time anymore why is that i don't know because i finished mine on time well you do because you have to i mean you that's I'm your super job type a, though but um when i worked at that other company i used to sit around for hours to waiting for other people to finish like yeah. i would have to pass my work yep. off sometimes it was a video that i had my editor worked on and i was like okay my boss needs to like eyeball it and i would sometimes wait three days and i would be sitting at my desk doing God. nothing <clears throat> I days. actually started working for another company and doing some freelance writing because I was so bored at work waiting for other things to happen. See, I did it even faster. I got it to them before they even needed it just because I wanted to get done with it. It's like, okay, yeah, that's Yeah, I done. love things off my to-do list. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. No doubt about it. I just, and look, I mean, it's a different situation, different generation and all that stuff, but I've noticed for almost everybody that nobody ever does what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. I, I think you're on to something. I think that my generation, and sometimes me included, but I need hard deadlines. Mm-hmm. The abstract ones, just because I have a lot going on, the abstract ones sometimes fall by the wayside. Yeah. But like I need... I like that our show isn't like loosey goosey. Like we can start at eight. I love that it starts at eight. I love that I, my goal is to get here by seven thirty. I love that mm-hmm. hard deadlines, because when they're loose, I've been just noticing people won't do the things. They will not. That's you have to go. It has to be now. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't do it all yeah. the time. Yeah, you have. And to And that's everybody, them. not just the. I keep forgetting what is this youngest generation again? Z. Alpha. Gen Z. Oh right, the, uh, alpha. Well, alpha the one. But alphas are so young. They're. Kind Alphas of are babies. Really, they're still, not really yeah. relevant yet. Yeah, Margot never gets in deadlines. Yeah, go, like, no. go, go. She go, really go is. Yeah, she can't meet a deadline. Let's see. The oldest alphas are 12. So, yeah, it's not a whole well, lot of relevance. They're a little bit older than I thought. I thought they were like eight. So, I know. Well, I, up, though, I still think be... of Gen Z as like, you know, probably middle schoolers, but yeah. that's yeah. Not, not anymore. Because you know, if you think about it, um, Alpha is going to start driving the <gasps> pop culture like the younger side of pop yeah. culture mm-hmm. in the True. next couple of years. So it'll be interesting. I like how as soon as you said driving, Brittany had a panic attack. Because <laughs> I thought of a 12-year-old driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked you caught that because I was embarrassed. I was like, oh, driving something. Well, okay. We were just having this no, no. conversation or like maybe I saw it on TV or something. It's like the idea of a 16-year-old driving. It's terrifying. It's just insane because 16-year-olds to me are like small children. When it's I like s- why are you being allowed 
to drive 5,000 pounds of steel 70 miles an hour. I saw it's so bad. I saw like I was uh, they were turning into Chick-fil-A and I was driving by and Uh-oh. these kids were on their phone and I like they could tell we made like hardcore eye contact. And I like, said I was like, put down your phone thing. <sighs> and that kid goes and put his fingers up and then mm. honked at me. And no. I was like, I get where you're coming from. That I seem why when you stopped that was your finger pointing at me. I was both you and Tevin. Oh, not me and Tevin. Okay, not Andy. Right. Surround I love Andy. Not Andy. Okay. Um, but like, I, it was a moment where I'm go. Listen, you can lash out at me, but hopefully this will make an impact for you. Mm-hmm. But you're a baby. You are a baby. I literally look at you and I think it's insane that we allow you to drive. It was insane they let me drive, but at yep. least back then our phones could only make calls. Really, like you couldn't T nine text. While driving, yep. It's the texting that's the problem. It's yeah, not oh, the yeah. phone itself. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Well, you don't need to pick up your phone. That's what's so weird about it. You can just, it'll come through your radio, correct? Well, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the texting is kind of difficult, though. Because, like, you can say, yeah, you know, yeah. well, I don't want to say the keyword to make your phone listen, but you can yeah. say that keyword, and then you can say, like, you know, hey, uh, text Melissa. And then you can, and it'll say, okay, what do you want to text? And then you can say it. And then it'll send it. But okay. I think admitting to yourself, like, there is rarely a time I have to text somebody back. And that's a hard realization because we all take ourselves so seriously. It's like, well, I have a one-year-old. What are the chances that via text I'm yeah. going to save her life? Yeah, if something's like, really wrong, you're going to be calling, not texting. And, and also, like, I hopefully she's always in the hands of people that can bring her to an emergency that thing. That too. It's so like, it's what like, are you going to do from I, half an hour away? Exactly. Like with these headphones on, if Justin's calling me, it's like, at that point, I need you to bring her to whatever second location mm-hmm. is needed. Right. I and trust you to make the right decision. Totally. And I think that's a hard realization is you have to say to yourself, I'm just not that important. This text can wait. It's really life. It's not life or death, but we think of ourselves as so important. Mm-hmm. Everybody but also, we're always available too with our phones, and I think that's mm-hmm. also where the work thing comes in with like Gen Z. They don't want to be available all the time for their boss. Yeah, they don't want to be expected to email. be. It's about sending, it's more about the work-life balance. So yeah, yeah. well, because when you break it down, especially when you do, I remember the first like salary position I had, and they were, well, you're just a salary position so now. You're always on call. If we need you yep. to do something at ten o'clock at night, oh no, 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 like you don't pay for my whole entire life. So I think that's where the n- younger generation is setting more clear boundaries. Yeah. It's like, hey, if I'm scheduled to be here till five o'clock deuces at five o'clock well it's the thing it's tomorrow. like 30 years ago even if you were the most important person in the world you go home you're home you're not working anymore yeah unless, right unless someone drives to your house and says hey we got a problem you're not going to know about it would people call you a lot after the show to figure things out with kq because you were an important like aspect that you had to get a hold of but did it's like what do you mean like would they call you and say, hey, you know, now we can send you an email of, do you want to do this sponsorship or do you want to do this? Dad didn't do email until like mid-2000s. But back in the day, so would they call the house? and? Or yeah, would, I guess. Yeah. Or did you have that clear boundary of when the show is done, I'm done? Yeah, pretty much. When the show was over, mm-hmm. the show was over. That's great. Well, no, I, I was taking out. up yeah. the phone line with dial-up, so they couldn't call anyone. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> exactly. was, Andy was downloading exactly. every song in the history of the world. I'm on Andy AIM, was sorry. on the uh, AIM chat. AIM, yep. I, oh, God, I spent so many oh, hours so on much AIM. Oh, so much on AIM. And I'd think about my uh, message I'd leave, like, you know, the away message. Yep. And then Did somebody, you do the alternating case thing? Of course. Capital, yeah, capital, lowercase. To capital, look unhinged. Yep, to look super cool. <laughs> Now I gotta I gotta repeat this because I haven't done it in a couple of hours now, and I want to make sure that everybody understands. Katie, Katie, unbelievable. That's your son. He sounds just like you when yes. he does that. Yeah, I, I know, Katie. But in any case, I want to thank everyone who sent me a text message yesterday, or an email, or whatever. You got about a billion of them that you didn't even know about, by the way. Somebody told me it's over ten thousand yeah. of them. Yeah, Melissa fielded quite a few of them last night. I, I did got, all your emails. You did all the emails? Yep. I don't believe a word she says. I almost put you guys on like reply all, but of course I said a uh, thank you to everybody who emailed in. But I mean, I but I want to explain to people. It's not that I'm ignoring. I am very grateful that you wish me a happy birthday all the rest of it. But I cannot respond to over 10,000 mm-hmm. emails. I just can't do it. So 
everybody. I'm too important and busy. Right. Oh, that's right. the, you had to ruin it, didn't you? Right. You had yeah. to ruin it all over. My work when days you're over. as big of a figure as I am. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, you guys I'm sit down. I'm pretty sure that's what you just said. You guys sit down and go 10,000 different people and tell me when you're done. Because it'll be sometime next it. week. I would have done There's it. There's no way you'd respond to 10,000 people. I would, but I'm not important enough to get 10,000 emails oh jesus you know you you gotta piss all over me on this one i'm trying to say thank you to all these people and you people do nothing but piss all over my gratitude i I was shocking how i mean people i haven't talked to in years Mm -hmm. texted me i texted you got nothing back Again, he's busy. There's 10,000. Oh, There's not. Jesus. Okay, he has that, no time I'm for I'm sorry you, for being grateful. He, I really am sorry for being grateful for every one of your texts. No, and I don't I think anybody really an expected no. you to. No, I don't think no. so. No, that's what a no. weird world is yeah. like. I'm sending you a birthday message, and I expect Jim I just wrote you. in saying, I got my email back from me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, You're thank welcome, you. Jim. Thank you again to everybody. But like I said, I mean, I'm very close. My, I use the name David Valentini. He sent me one last night. I haven't talked to David in a while. But, I, I mean, I know how I am. If I sat down and started on one, I'd have to do all of them. Yep. You're fine. Nobody cares. I, I, I sent it. it. I literally wrote, hey, I don't want to be Pat. So I waited. I listened to the show and waited for it to end. I was like, I don't want to be Pat and email or text you during the show. So I'm texting you after. And I bet you so many people did that way until the show ended and texted you. And mm-hmm. I knew. And yeah, a lot I of them did, yeah. I don't care. Nobody ca- nobody sends anything ever expecting anything right. back. Well, well good. I'm glad to hear that. if they got right. a thank you or yeah. not. Well, I'm not wishing you happy birthday next year since you didn't say <laughs> thank you that. back to me. <laughs> All right. It's time to blow Kristen out. Right? She's had enough time to herself. It's unbelievable. Oh, I got to see the kitty again. There Bye, you go. London. London. Get her. London. Do you think they can even comprehend what they're looking at right now? London knows. Like the, she there's, knows. there's these people like, who are thousands of miles away <laughs> communicating with me through copper wire in the ground. First of all, she's purring. She loves Tom's voice. That ah, is bad. Okay. London, come to Minnesota. Come to Minnesota. And she likes to act cute when she's on camera. Like she acts all snugly. Oh, and then yeah. she has super sassy pants the second we're done here. She knows. Yeah, she knows. Oh, yeah. Our pets definitely know, like, when you take out the camera to record them doing something funny, the second they hear that little, like, blip sound that means we're recording, they stop. That's They're like, no, you're not recording me. No, I'm not letting yeah. you you're, get this. It's not fun anymore. Now you're making it weird. <laughs> <laughs> the kids do that a lot. Yes, I absolutely. Suppose that is true. Kristen, we will talk to you tomorrow. London, who loves you, London? You do. That's what I'd like Bye, to know. Kitty cat. Bye, Kitty Oh, he's waving to me. She waves and everything. She does she, it all. She does it all. No what question about it. What an on-air talent. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye, and guys. Bye. we'll be right back. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. 
Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I got to ask you guys a question. I hadn't left the studio since since I came here. I just left for the first time. Really? What is that new flashing thing plugged into the I was going to ask you. What is that? That's like Wi-Fi repeaters. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. I guess. And we need better Wi-Fi, so if it's for us, it'd be awesome. So it wasn't a bomb. Probably not. (laughs) It was probably. They probably would have detonated it by now if they were trying to get us off. I'm walking down and go, man, this looks like something from Mission Impossible or something. This is weird. That is not Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's Mission Impossible. That is James Bond. Oh no, that is James Bond. Dun, 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 no, that's James Bond. That's James Bond. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I know for a fact I have played enough GoldenEye oh, yeah, on Nintendo right. 64. <laughs> What's the Mission Impossible song? That's actually my phone ring. What? I just never have my ringer on. I haven't had it on. And like, I think last time I put it on there like 10 years ago. And so randomly, I'll you hear the... And it's so funny because I never know where my phone is. So we're all searching to that song. And it's... Hilarious. Oh. Also, like I've never had, my, or I don't have my ringer on normally, but still, if your phone went off, I'd be like, "Oh, that's mine." Even though I've oh, mine's really? been on vibrate since like '92. <laughs> no, I never have the ringer on ever. It's just too much. Darren Cotton's got some news for Dad. Vinny Lettieri scored his first wild goal last night. Oh, gonna... that's wonderful. Yeah, the nanny grandson. That yep. nanny grandson. Oh, yeah. Yep. Vinny just got married just a couple of months ago. And I the, believe so. <clears throat> that family. Best, I love that family. The best part about that is Lou Nanny was in the booth broadcasting. Was he? Yeah. Oh, game. God. Yeah. That's magnificent. Wait, wait, is what's the kid's name? Vinny. Vinny? I've known him for a billion years. Yeah, Vinny Lettieri. I've known such... him since he was a, like a little kid. Mm-hmm. That's such a good name. Vinny Lettieri. Vincenzo. Yeah. And then you got, of course, Tino. His father is a very, very good friend. Tino and Michelle are great, great people. Really nice. Uh, how do I say this respectfully? Dang, they're good looking. That's a good looking family. There's no question about yes. that. Yeah, it's true. I haven't seen Vinny since he was probably eight. I would, your mom and I went to it. It's been well, a while. We, I went to the wedding and then she went to the, the. Uh, I think Alex went too to the uh, reception. Oh, wow. He looks just like Tino. He does look just like Tino. He does. I love Tino. Huh. Tino's one of my favorite people in the world. He was a uh, soccer goalie. Oh. As a matter of fact. Here's a story for you. Born and raised in Bari, Italy, which is the heel of the boot yeah. of Italy. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Bari, Italy. Left to go play professional soccer in Canada at 12 years old. It's weird that you'd leave Italy to play soccer. I know. Yeah. Like, there's probably plenty of soccer in Italy. But at 12 years old? I mean, think about that. You get an option to become a professional athlete yeah. when you're 12. That is unbelievable. I, I don't think I would have had that option when I was 12. Yeah, me either. Tino's one of the sweetest men you ever want to meet. Just a great guy. And we're driving, Kath and I were driving down the street the other day, and we saw Michelle Lettieri, his lovely wife, Louis and Francine's daughter. And so she had never seen my car before. Catherine's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. I roll the window down, and I go, hey, what are you doing? And, of course, she didn't know what me at first. She's That's like, oh, terrifying. It was yeah. terrible. When people do that, because I've had people do that to me often, I'm the kind of person that people see and they go, I'm going to F with her. And it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> well, I've had nice. that happen, and I'm always, like, carrying things, and I'm really like, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Drop it, and it's yeah. terrifying. I'm usually on the opposite end of I've, that where I yeah. see think I see Britney, and I yeah. roll my window down and yell oh, something yes. obscene to her, and then it's not Britney turns. It's Lindsay. Yeah. It's Lindsay Hague, my sister, who yeah. gets it all the time. Um, I literally have done that before. That's really yeah. You did it to fake Lassman. Oh, that's yeah. right. When Straight I put him in a headlock, yeah. well, not the one you want. Whoops! I probably shouldn't have put him in. A, that guy was. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. I would as well. Because I mean, I put him in a headlock and then I gave it the old. 
I've never liked you. Do I give my scary voice and everything? So it was terrible. I went to, my brother is two years older than me, so you can imagine all of his friends like to mess with me and they were the cool guys and would be like, little Hagen or whatever. Little Hagen. Um, Clever. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Very clever. And so my sister was home from college for the week, and she was sitting in one of those big oversized chairs. And one of his friends, Nick, came behind her, thinking it was me, and did like a fake choke, <laughs> like with his oh, hands. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. just like te- teenage boys just do the they just right. do dumb things, and it was it wouldn't have hurt her at all. The fear on Lindsay's face. Was she to this day? She goes, That was the worst. If that's your normal oh, life, bet. that was mm. the worst experience of my life. I was like, Yep, that's my everyday. A little scary. Well, yeah. Well, you always have to wonder it's like when you do that to someone, are they going to like reflexively grab a screwdriver <laughs> and then just like jam it in your eye oh, or something? Good, I accidentally. Good question. One of my army friends, when we were deployed, I was like walking out of a um, one of those big metal. Um, freight things they have they like use a shipping container yeah i was walking out of that we had a bunch of medical equipment in there and he jumped out to scare me and i ended up punching him in the face because i was oh well, yeah you're <laughs> army trained you don't <laughs> right yeah I, it was. I mean luckily for him that's a good point no matter how much you train me i'm not my punch is not going to be that hard but i did punch him in the face yeah. yeah well so my dad when he was dating my mom when they first got together she hid behind like a doorway no. as he's coming out of a hall no. and he's a wrestler and he's like a corrections officer now and stuff like that like tough guy no. and so she jumps out like boo and he goes because instinct is to punch he had to grow up with two or three brothers of course Goes to punch and realizes that it's my mom yeah. and ends up like hitting the wall and stopping whatever. So it doesn't punch her, but she was like, I learned that day <laughs> yeah. never to jump out and scare him ever again. Yep. Jump. Unbelievable. Well, you never know what's going to happen with that fight or flight. Sometimes right. they'll choose fight. People are weird. Like you're either a scarer person or you're not. I don't like to jump out and scare people. I'm neither anymore. I, I used to do that to Alex when I was really young. I could but see that. I don't, I don't know. I really don't like pranks at people's expense anymore, whether it's in my expense or anyone else's. In this studio, Sage was walking and me and him waved to each other from that door. And so we said hi. And then I came out and did like a jump like, hey, and he got scared. And I still feel bad about it. Like, (laughs) I don't like that that moment people have of that fear. Like, I don't I go, oh, I know exactly that feeling. And I don't like it. Yeah. Way to go, my friend. Yeah, ruin, I, ruin someone's life. Being startled is probably my least favorite thing. Oh, God. I they really hate it. And my husband, Justin, wink, he, mm-hmm. he like, will live his life just walking around like a normal person. And I'll go, ah! and he goes, I'm just walking. I'm just walking. How do you want me to mm-hmm. enter a room? Yeah. I don't know. God. I don't know. <laughs> my girlfriend's the same exact way. I'll just... Open the door and she. Yeah, oh my God, Melissa I, does that sometimes. I don't know what you want from me. I'm down, everybody. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for yet another Wednesday. God, we only got two days left this week. That's amazing. Anything special going on Thursday, Friday? Uh, it was no. My dead dog's birthday today, but nobody acknowledged it. So because your dog's dead, so why would I wish your dead dog a happy birthday? It'd make you feel bad. That's true. Yeah. Izzy once licked. Uh, Tom's leg for like five minutes That's when we were doing show prep. Dogs do that. Yeah. I don't know why to him specifically. Oh, yeah. dogs. Honestly, God, even Jude, Jude will do it for like half an hour. He literally will lick my hand for like a half an hour if he, I let him. Maybe you're a salty guy. I guess so. Izzy, salty Tom. I brought Izzy into KQ and she was laying on the floor just licking your leg and licking we were doing show leg. prep and you were like, fine, I don't care. Oh, that's why I was... <laughs> Izzy was a good a good black lab. She's 16 and a half and she died. Oh, That's man. Pretty good run for a black lab. That's how I feel. A good black lab in America today. Thank you. So black lab, uh, you're talking about what? They, they don't live to 16 years. No, it was Not weird. usually. It's 15 is, I think, like good for a black lab. I would think. She On died. average, probably more like 13, maybe 14. Probably. She died about like two or three weeks before Go-Go came. So it was, I think oh, it was yeah. her way of being... Thinking it would have been too much all at once. Either yeah, way, I yeah, love yeah. you, Izzy. Because she was prescient, or he was prescient. Rest, Izzy was a she for sure. Well, I just I thought <laughs> she was a she, but I covered my ass yeah. by saying or Tom he. Tom doesn't assume gender. Yeah, what do you think of that? Hey, yeah, what you about know, that? Yeah. I actually still to this day don't really know how she identified. They identified, so yeah, that was they. not a joke at transgender. <laughs> I'm just trying to cover your butt. Boy, look at the time. We're getting out just in time before oh, we get bye. nailed. Goodbye. Love you all.